Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Good morning. It's Monday, December 2nd, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, oftentimes within 15 minutes or fewer. For the last time this year, Trey Scott and I are looking ahead to the Tuesday night release of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee's Top 25. So, Trey, the big college football playoff-related takeaway from rivalry weekend here. It's mostly chalky, except we had Alabama losing to Auburn, which kind of clears the way for Alabama being the next team up if a top-four team loses. And now I think we're looking at a battle between is the playoff committee – assume if if Utah beats Oregon and whoever wins from the Big 12, is the playoff committee more impressed by – Utah's resume or the Big 12 champion's resume? I think these are all assumptions, Connor. Who's to say the SEC network isn't going to start rolling out the Alabama should be the first two-loss playoff (laughs) team, non-division winner, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about if I could whip up a tweet to that effect after after the Iron Bowl went final, but I I couldn't quite uh, find the words for it. But, yeah, (laughs) that would be hilarious. here's Here's the unfortunate thing. I truly believe, having watched Alabama and then Utah and then Oklahoma all in one sort of window, like I truly believe Alabama is the top four team in football. Yeah. So obviously I'm not going to like, you know, get waste breath on this discussion. That's not going to happen because Alabama wouldn't be the first, you know, top four worthy team to be left out. Anyway, is it Utah? Is it Oklahoma? Is it Baylor? Don't know. I am firmly in the camp that I don't have a good grasp on this. I thought I did. Now, what I do know is that all three of these teams are, are well behind the Ohio States, the LSUs, and the Clemsons of the world. Georgia, I, don't, I, I, think, I think Georgia is more, has more in common with Utah, OU, Minnesota, or Utah, OU, Baylor, than yes. Ohio State, LSU, Clemson. Yes. If the seat, who do, I mean, who, what do you think happens here? Uh, 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 you, gosh, like I'm not, I don't, I'm not even for sure that OU is going to beat Baylor. The line just came out. It's 10 and a half, which is crazy. And I'm not so certain Utah is going to beat Oregon either. So I don't know what is going to like, what we're going to be doing here. Yeah. I, it's really interesting. Um, because, well, there is a possibility this past weekend, Oklahoma added a more impressive win to its resume by beating Oklahoma State than number 21 than, Oklahoma State than Utah did by beating five and seven Colorado. So it, it if if they're going to make a move to put the Big 12 ahead of the Pac-12, then I think it's got to be now um, because. Ooh. Uh, because I mean, what, 
in-conference title game could really happen that would shake up the expectation so much that you would then, then at that point, jump Baylor for beating Oklahoma after Utah has just beaten Oregon. So I, I think if the if the Big 12 doesn't move ahead of five, yeah, if Oklahoma doesn't move ahead of Utah this week, I think the Big 12 needs Utah to lose to Oregon. Um, Interesting. Interesting. I think, I don't know, Baylor's number nine in the most recent rankings. They climb up to at least eight on Tuesday. I think OU stomps number eight Baylor. Like, Oregon's, Oregon's 14. Like, Oregon didn't look very good against Oregon State in the Civil War. Like, I, I'm starting to wonder how much appeal here a Pac-12 like a Utah win over Oregon has compared to, I, I compared to what Oklahoma or Baylor could get over each other. So I don't know. It's it's sort of sobering that we're just left with these three teams. Like that's kind of like is this it? Yeah. Uh, I guess we, you know, on the chance Georgia beats LSU, which I thought could happen a few weeks ago. I don't think Georgia's done anything recently to impress me. Yeah, and with. Uh... Cager and Pickens out for Georgia. You look at their offensive production and it's really hard to see how they would be able to go toe to toe with LSU. If it, if it, if it ends up being LSU's kind of game now, if Georgia's defense and it's not totally out of the realm of possibility is just so overwhelmingly impressive that they shut down LSU's offense while they'd be the first team to do that this year outside. I guess maybe you could say Auburn, did that a little bit, I think holding them to 20 ish points, but I mean, it just really hasn't happened very much. So to, to think that Georgia, I mean, I, I, they, I guess they could technically do it, but it, it seems unlikely. So let's, uh, let's like, let's talk some doomsday scenarios here. Okay. Yeah. Ohio state, Ohio state versus Wisconsin in the big 10 title game. Ohio yeah. state is a, well, I just lost it. Ohio state. Is, is a favorite, obviously. Ohio State, I'm sorry, is favored by 15 and a half. Wow. If Ohio State loses, they're in, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, right. Yeah. LSU, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they already even beat Wisconsin. LSU is six-point favorite over Georgia. LSU loses, they're in, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to disagree at, the, at this next one. I think Clemson could still lose to Virginia and make it. 29-point mm. favorite. It depends on what happens in Atlanta, because if Georgia wins, Georgia's in. Yeah. They want to get the four best teams in. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I, this is pretty clear top three. I, I think I'll just condense my take. The yeah. top three, I think, are locked in. Not necessarily in that order of one, two, and three. I think those three teams are in the playoffs. Yep, I, I think that's probably right. Um, yeah, and it's a new take. I arrived to it yesterday afternoon. I, I think. Well, let's see. I mean, who? It would. It would be an interesting test of a couple of things. Like, how does the committee think about losing specifically in the context of a conference championship game? Um, I think there's reason to think that they would kind of think about that differently than losing a regular season game. 
Um, so yeah, I, 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 I think as long as they don't get super blown out, which would be crazy. I, I think the top three teams are probably safe. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, they're probably locked in. And then, oh, man, if, if Georgia went, I mean, really the thing that kicks all these other chaos scenarios into motion is Georgia beating LSU. Um, mm-hmm. Without that, I think we've got a pretty boring, except for the Pac-12 and the Big 12 duking it out, potentially. Uh, I think we've got a pretty ho-hum selection announcement. But if Georgia beats LSU, then you've got you've got seating questions. You've got Georgia getting in at the expense of a at the you or you've got I guess in that situation you've got uh LSU team that didn't win its conference getting in at the expense of a Big Twelve or a Utah team that that did win its conference and that's that's so that's where things get messy. But if if LSU holds serve and beats LSU or beats uh, Georgia, then I think it's going to be a pretty boring selection Sunday. So I mean, we, yeah. we can talk and, about these crazy playoff scenarios, but like to me, that's kind of like the the finger in the in the dike here. Yeah, I mean, there 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 there's a top three, and the the battle for one I think will rage through this weekend. I like Ohio State. Does LSU jump Ohio State now that LSU has a defense? Does Ohio State maintain number one because they beat a, a top number thirteen team on the road? And does Ohio State playing Wisconsin rather than Minnesota, which is a difference, was a difference in four ranking spots? Does that hurt their case to hold on to number one? That's probably the most important question here, because I, th- I think it's clear whoever gets in at four. I just don't see it. I don't. I don't see them being competitive, too competitive with Ohio State. It, I, I would like to point out it is weird, given what we've known about Oklahoma the last few years, that we're regarding the Oklahoma Sooners with such a sense of like boredom. It, it's, yeah, it's interesting to me. Do you know? You know what I mean? Like Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. Lincoln Riley is their head coach. The last few yeah. years, this has been the most exciting team in football, and now we're like, eh. Oh, you are Baylor, or oh, you are Utah. Yeah, so. I think I think kind of over the course of the season, we started out with very high hopes about what Jalen Hurts and Lincoln Riley's offense could be, and then you know that was kind of that was kind of inflated by playing some weak non-conference opposition, and then as the season gone has gone on, it seems it's like oh yeah, we've kind of had to scale this back to kind of lean into his skill set a little bit more, which I think when you try to get too expansive with asking him to do too much. I think that's where you've seen all these, all these turnovers and, and mistakes and things. And really, and what we saw from them against Oklahoma state is probably a lot closer to a version of an Oklahoma team that can, that can, that can hold its own. And it's, it's a little bit less exciting, but I think probably given the personnel available is the better way for, for Oklahoma to go, to go about it here. I think you're right. I think we haven't seen Oklahoma win a playoff game with their patented style of play. We haven't, we haven't seen that. And no, you're, you're totally right. We, we maybe sort of got blinded or, you know, fell in love with, with the, the way Baker or Kyler played. And now we've got an Oklahoma team that's better defensively. And yes, you, you said a commitment to the run. Maybe that will make them more competitive. Yep. So 
be interesting to see bottom bottom of the rankings. I mean, we'll probably have Iowa State and Kansas State tag tag each other out for the uh, lowest ranked uh, yeah the Big Twelve team there. Uh, Virginia Tech probably falling out of the rankings. If you're super worried about, uh, well, I guess they they, they would yeah well, now Virginia they won't play Clemson anyway. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah Virginia maybe climbing in. Um, Oklahoma State did they fall out? You would think probably not. Ooh, big, big yeah. question. Well, That's they, a good one. Uh, from 21, probably yeah. not. Probably not. That's a great question. So, and it, how, I mean, not of particular consequence for the, the you know, who gets in, who gets out playoff discussion, except for maybe some obscure argument about strength of schedule for LSU. But uh, how far does Alabama fall? I mean, this could be i mean we're just not used to seeing alabama with a very large number next to its name it's going to be kind of a weird unusual surreal experience and as we've pointed out like on on the merits of like how good is this football team i i i don't i think we still think they're pretty good but with two losses now not winning their division they're probably going to get dinged pretty significantly for that so it'll be an interesting uh, it'll be an interesting thing seeing how far they drop for sort of how we react to playoff rankings the next few years this is a nice little interesting test case we're going to have where you have a team that is likely a top four team without any of the credentials of a top four team do they finish the year 13 do they finish the year eight um i think that that will be interesting to note good point All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help spread the word about the show. If you need a suggestion of a thing you could do, leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would actually be really great. seems silly, and I know on every single podcast you listen to, they sit, they tell you to do that. But the reason that is, is it helps raise the visibility of the show for people looking for college football podcasts and then... It uh, helps people find it and listen to it and is a signal that, you know, this is uh, making this podcast is a thing that we need to spend more time and effort doing, which, you know, we want to make this podcast as great as it can be. So uh, go rate us and review us. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you on Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.